go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You always think a league cup. Newcastle, Welcome back to a, another League Castle lockdown episode. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson, and today uh, we've got a real treat. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to get hold of uh, former Lakes United second rower, uh, a guy who's played for a number of years at the Lakes United Club, uh, and he's then gone on to become a Scotland international and, and most recently been playing for uh, Lee Centurions in the English Championships. Uh, that man is Nick Glohey, so let's get Nick on the phone. Hello. Nick, uh, welcome to League Castle, mate. Thank you for a little bit of your time on uh, what's a Thursday evening leading into the long weekend. How's uh, things uh, in Merriweather, mate? Yeah, it's a pleasure to join you. It's, um, it's good. I'm looking forward to uh, stepping outside on Saturday after the 14 days isolation but it's good to be at home yeah so um we will get into it in a little bit but uh back home in merriweather as i said and uh dealing with the uh, international uh i guess entrance lockdown rules that are in at the moment so uh we'll probably touch on the iso and the isolation and how that's going for you mate but we might just start uh do you want to give us a bit of a rundown i guess your junior footy um a lot of the guys that listen will know you from lakes but uh, I guess, yeah. how did you get, you know, coming along? I know the first time I came across you, mate, refereeing, you are a, a rangy winger, an outside back. So you want to give us a bit of a rundown on, on how you, I guess, made it all the way to Lakes and into the back row at first, in first grade at Lakes? Yeah. Um, I, I grew up out um, in Valentine, Alicano, and being out that way, I think the only club that you want to play for is a juniors, Valentine Devils. So I played there since I was um, seven years old. Got my 10-year service up there, all the way through to under-16s. Made my way over to Lakes Juniors. Had a, had a year there in 17s, and then the year after that, in 2010, made my first-grade debut on the wing, which was a bit of a, a transition for me because I'd grown up playing in the front row and then the back row in 17. So going to the wing was definitely something different, but it was a good way to ease into... Um, grade footy at Lakes and then played, played there for a few years and then had about two years off all up just with um, personal issues off the field that took me away from footy for a bit and then uh, came back in 2014 and then was at Lakes up until last year and playing in the back row then and in the middle for a bit as well and enjoyed my footy again and then we were lucky to have a good season in 2018. We made the, the grand final and just fell short of winning that, which was disappointing. Then last year wasn't a year that we didn't, well, we didn't want to have at all, but the year go through those things, I guess, and made my way over um, to Lee after meeting people through the, the Scotland international setup. Yeah, right. So just, just jumping back, obviously, at Lakes, as you touched on, you did play in that 2018 first-grade grand final. You did have some happier times a couple of years before, mate, and we did share that on League Castle as one of our flashbacks the other day, the 2016 Reggie's grand final. Yeah, that was um, that, that's one of the one of the fondest memories we've got playing footy. 
Um, we won it in 2015 as well against the Maggots and then lucky enough to make it back and pipped them at the end to win back-to-back in Reggie's. And I've got some great memories from both those games with some of the late boys that cherish forever. Yeah, mates, and uh, some of those guys are still going around and I know one of them popped his head up in the... Uh in the questions that we'll get into a little bit later from the followers in, uh, well, he's not at Lakes now, he's uh, headed up the valley in Nick Newman. So we'll, we'll get to that one a little bit later on. And as you yeah, touched please. on, as you touched on, mate, you were uh, obviously with Lakes and um, some opportunities came up for some, I guess, representative footy. Uh, as I understand yeah. it, you, uh, you've you got some Scottish heritage through your mum and you went across with, yeah. uh, was it the Scotland University side that you started with first? Yeah, that's how I first reached out to them. In, it was mid-2018 I went over for that, yeah. Yeah, and so obviously then you transitioned and had the opportunity um, to move into the, uh, I guess, the full Scotland squad and you've, you've played a few internationals for them and including qualifying for what's, uh, you know, coronavirus allowing probably an exciting yeah. uh, light at the end of the tunnel for you in 2021 potentially with the World Cup. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the whole purpose for the me reaching out to, for the university team for Scotland was to try uh, get my name out and get a crack with the, the first team squad and then so I went over there, had a good performance for the uni team and met met a few people obviously in the Scotland rugby set up and then was lucky enough to go back over at the end of 2018 and played in uh, three games for Scotland in the European Championships against uh, France, Wales and Ireland which was an unbelievable experience and something that I've always dreamt of playing for Scotland because I'm, I'm proud of that heritage that I've got on my mum's side. So that was awesome. Yeah. And so, then, sorry, mate. Came, go on. We went over again um, at the end of last year. Had our two games against Greece and Serbia to qualify for the World Cup, which was awesome. So hopefully, ending with this um, virus, that World Cup will be on next year. I'll be a part of that. Yeah, so uh, obviously that first year was a bit tougher, mate. Uh, those three games in 2018, you went down in, but some uh, very comfortable wins, I guess. Uh, you towed up the Serbian side, 86-0 at the back end of last year, and then uh, also yeah. a win over Greece in a high-scoring affair. So, uh, what was that like to know that coming out of those games that you, you know, you had qualified, you know, and some might call it your adopted nation, but that side that you do have that heritage for, um, to know that you'd helped with them qualifying for the World Cup. Uh, yeah. Um Obviously, I've got some good memories from footy so far that we touched on with the grand final wins in reserve grade and other memories, but I think that qualifying for the World Cup with Scotland was uh, that sits at the top for me at the moment with with what I've done with my footy. But, um, imagine that spot was such a big thing for Scotland Rugby League to grow the game in Scotland itself and spread the word about Rugby League and just it's a proud moment for all the boys who are part of that and our families as well. So it was it was a great experience. Yeah, mate. And um, obviously off the back of that then, uh, as you said, you had that, um, you know, what will probably be a forgettable year for most of the boys at Lakes last year. Um, yeah. And then obviously you completed, you've been studying, you've got a teaching degree, you completed that. Was that um, part of the, I guess, once that was wrapped up, you decided it was a good opportunity uh, timing-wise to have a look abroad? Yeah. Um, I originally was doing commerce and that at uni, but wasn't for me. And then got myself into primary teaching and then I kind of always had in the back of my head once I'd, I'd finished that and got um, a degree behind me that I'd try get over and play in England and test myself over there and see how high I could get yeah, in there getting the English game. 
Yeah, and and you had that opportunity. Obviously, you um, the connection you had to Lee through your, through your Scottish coach in in John Duffy. Yeah, so yeah, John when I went over at the end of 2018, and um, obviously had a good chat to him about what I wanted to do when I finished my teaching degree. And so we just we kept in touch and then spoke um, on over the phone at the end of last year and sorted something out and got over to Lee, which was um, it was great. Yeah, I caught something in doing a little bit of research for this one, mate. Um, a little bit of a, a film clip that they did uh, with the uh, Betfred Championship, and they talked about yeah. the fact. Uh, certainly, uh, I think it was the chairman or the owner of the club talked about uh, the respect that they had for the fact that you were prepared to, you know, back yourself and you paid your own way to go over there, which probably isn't always the uh, traditional way to do it. But obviously, you decided that that was the way to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously. Um like coming from the competition, it's a it's a strong comp, but it's not um, not an elite competition or anything. So they, John obviously had seen me play and knew me a bit, but it was still a bit of a gamble for them to to sign me. So I suppose they weren't um, fully sure about how it would pan out. So investing money in a fly and that is for a championship club anyway. It's something that they don't always have the cash to do. So. The opportunity was there, and I was I was confident that I could um go over there and compete and prove myself. So, me paying my own um, own way over there was something I was more than willing to do to get that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and, and as you touch on budget, obviously quite a key concern for a club like Lee, where they're you know at the at the uh, probably upper echelon of the championship and trying to push through, but they've already got a couple of decent names on their books that. Um, yeah. One, one that many NRL fans will know, Jared Summit, but one that a lot of the guys closer to home have followed the Knights over the years in Junior Sow. Um, yeah. So how, how was it, you know, I guess going over there, finding that new crew and, and training with guys of that ilk of the likes of Junior Sow and Jared Summit? Yeah, um, it was good. It's um, Obviously, when I went over there, I wanted to make the most of the opportunity and try to learn and develop um, my skills and be a better footy player at the end of it. And so having having Jared Summit there and Junior, obviously um, my Aussie boys all grew up in Australia themselves, helped having that little, that click. So it wasn't just the English boys and that, but it was good. And I was playing on the same side as Junior as well. And before the virus, we were striking up a decent combination down on that right edge. And, and then also there was a few Scottish boys in the, in the lease setup as well, which made the transition over pretty easily, and a good group of boys. So it was, it was what we were doing over there was good. Yeah, and, and as you say, it was quite good. You're sitting sort of a win off the top, but um, with a game in hand uh, when the yeah. coronavirus did bring a halt to the season. So that would have been nice to have been a part of, even for such a short window. Yeah, um, obviously, um, at Lake there was a few. Uh, Seasons where that I was a part of that we didn't we didn't win many games or any games in the season so to be um, up the top of the table playing a team that was full of class players across the paddock and we were playing good footy it was um enjoyable enjoyable to be a part of and disappointing that um, the season got suspended so early because of this virus. Yeah, certainly the case, and, and we'll get on to what what went on from there, mate. But um, you talked about having those Australian connections. You've yeah. also been fortunate enough uh, on, a, on a work front to... Um, you linked up with Corey Patterson working in his coffee shop as well while you're over there. Yeah, um, through the Aussie Chefs and sort of thing. Before I went over, obviously, 
Um, most of it is like good coffee, and we've got a good coffee culture. But over there, it's not really not the same at all. They love their their chains like Starbucks and Costa and that. So, a new Corey did open up a, a new cafe not far from where Lee put me up um, to live. So I went down there and went in, and the Aussie accent got us both talking and found out that I was from New and that. And so one did went to another, and as they got a bit busier, I told him that I'd um a bit of barista stuff down here and so I was helping out in the shop it was good and um, me and Corey are good mates and we, we keep in touch pretty regularly even since I've come back so it's good yeah I noted in that video clip though he was quick to maintain that he was definitely the uh, better looking of the two of you uh, in terms of you going straight into his spot there at Lee as well mate uh, uh, yeah he constantly tells himself that but I don't know if that's um, if that's the case but I'll let him. I'll let him think. We'll, we'll let we'll let the uh, followers be the judge of that, mate. Um, so, in terms of it, obviously, you then made the decision with the uh, shutdown with the coronavirus that it was time to come home and, and spend the time with the family. It obviously put Lee in a bit of a, yeah. I guess, a tough spot, as you said. Uh, they are limited with budget and other things, and you know, if they allow one player to go home, then they'd have to allow all the international players to do so, not knowing when they'd resume. So I yeah. guess as it stands at the moment, you guys, are, you and the club, Lee, have parted ways. Uh, is there an opening or a possibility for a discussion should the competition resume or where does that leave you? Uh, yeah, it was it was a tough call to come home, but I think with the way it was going and the way it still is, it's all still a bit um, of the unknown. So no one really knew or could give a definitive answer on when it was all going to start back up. So I thought um, for my own health, it's, mental and physical health would better be back in Australia. So I um I reached out, spoke to um Duffs on the phone and he understood where I was coming from and was supportive of my decision to come back. But um obviously being um no games and everything well, he had to also and I had to make sure I looked after financially so um the contract we parted ways but everything was left on good terms so if the season does start back up and I can get back over um, we'll keep in touch and see what happens but fingers crossed I'll end up back there but if not I can um, say I went over and had a go and no one really knew the virus was going to hit so but we'll see what happens I understand it mate Um, certainly uh, I know from my point of view, and I'm sure plenty of the fans who are hoping that you do get that opportunity again, but as you say, you know, you've just got to take what comes. It's a very much an unknown circumstance as we head forward. But uh, yeah. you came back and uh, headed into the 14-day lockdown, the 14-day isolation, and I guess, how have you been keeping yourself busy, mate? Uh, as you said, you're 80% of the way there. What's been keeping you busy yeah. for those last 10 or so days? Yeah, that's quite at the end of the tunnels in sight, but um, pretty much been lucky I never threw out um, any of the home gym stuff I've accumulated over the years. So I've got I've got a few things in the garage that I can use to work out. So I'm going to at least get a, a decent workout in during the day. And then I've got a fair few um, books that I've been reading and getting through and uh, podcasts to listen to plenty of podcasts and stuff and try to learn a few things and expand um, my knowledge in certain areas and then playing a lot of um, FIFA and COD online with the boys as well. Yeah, Keep lovely, mate. Any book or podcast recommendations apart from Lee Castle, of course? <laughs> um, yeah, if you just look up Brian McKenzie online, he's a um, guy who works in kind of developing human performance 
he's on a, a variety of different podcasts, but he doesn't have his own one as such. But he's really interesting to listen to. So I definitely recommend that. And then I'm reading Stillness is Key by Ryan Holiday, which is another good book. People want to get into that. I don't know, mate. We'll have to check those out. Um, now, we might go into a couple of uh, quick-fire question and answer in regards to isolation. After having experienced yeah. it the last last couple of weeks, you'd be well-placed to uh, answer these, mate. If, yeah. you, if you had to walk in again and you could only pick three things to take with you, what are the three things you're taking into a 14-day lockdown or longer with you? Um, a PlayStation, uh, a TV, and a good book to read. Yeah, very nice. Now, we'll probably, we'll probably reference this back to the Lakes boys seeing as the short window you had at Lee. So who would be the worst teammate to be in lockdown with? Oh, um, that's a tough one. I'll go with Blake Smith. You want to tell us why you reckon he'd be the worst to be in lockdown with? Um, I've got a few reasons, but I just think we'd, we'd rub each other up the wrong way. Yeah, fair enough. A bit of friction between old teammates. Who'd be the best? <laughs> yeah. Uh, best. I reckon um, Pecky, I'd get on well with Pecky in a two-week isolation, I reckon. We'd respect each other's space, but we'd have a good time too. Yeah, lovely, mate. And as you said, you know, the, the books, the podcasts, et cetera, is that, they've been the keys to you getting through ISO and just keeping the sort of, I guess, the mental health? Yeah, they're good. They, um, if, you, if you find the book read, you can kind of get lost in it and kind of lose track of time, which is good. And um, podcasts, there's plenty out there to listen to, which is always a good way to to fill time in as well so that's good yeah lovely mate so we'll finish off mate with just a few questions uh, from yeah. some of the followers of the page and I'll note quickly that there's a few thing, a few comments here about uh, sporting fandom mate and I know uh, like myself you're a big Man City fan uh, we often converse on Facebook when there's stuff going on around Man City when the soccer yeah. was going on um, but yeah. yeah there's a few of the boys that are into you about that about a few of the teams so just run through mate who are the teams that you do follow uh, Man City I go for in football, obviously. I'm a, a Sydney Roosters fan because I, I grew up and was born in Eastern Suburbs, so I came up here when I was seven. So I've got a legitimate reason for going for them. Yep. And then in the NFL, I go for Philadelphia Eagles. And then and that's probably they're my main three. Main ones. Then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, lovely, mate. So I've got, I've got one question, first of all. I did a bit of an image search for you earlier, and your, your yeah. MySpace comes up. Can you explain why you're in a Warriors jersey? Oh, I can't believe that's even come up, my face. That's a flashback. It can't um, be the first row if people image search Nick Lowy. It's quite interesting. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. If it's me and two other boys, I remember we went into Rebel back in the day and thought we'd try on all the footy jerseys and take photos and try and look tough. Like. Yeah, that <laughs> one think, looks like that one's got the tightest sleeves. I reckon that could be why. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> what we're up to. <laughs> all right, so we'll jump into these questions, mate. First up, yeah. we've got uh, Scott, who's from New South Wales but loves Queensland. And he, he's asked, why Man City and the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, well, Man City, it's the same question I got asked by the, the Lee boys because they, they just call me a glory hunter. But it's that FIFA 06, Sean Phillips. I took, took to him, watching him and playing with him on FIFA, and that's why I picked him. So. That's as good a reason and, uh, as any. Yeah, and then Philadelphia, the same thing. When I first played Madden and a mate's house, I think it was Madden 2003, and he was Green Bay Packers. I think the first team I came across was Philadelphia, and I picked them, and kind of just stay on my team. And back then, I, Donovan, Donovan McNabb was the quarterback, and there was a few other players like Brian Dawkins and 
kind of just jumped on board with them since then, so that's why they're my team. Yeah, lovely, mate. Um, the next one again, it's back to the Man City common question, mate. At Bluey Josh, is it true you uh, only su- support, uh, only jumped on the Man City bandwagon once the Saudi oil money came in? <laughs> uh, that, people think that, but I know, I know the real reason why I jumped on, and that's purely because I didn't like Man United and Sean Wright Phillips. I don't, I, uh, like watching him play. Exactly the same reason I got on. Unfortunately, I got on a lot earlier, which was before they took a nosedive. So I've had a few more tough times on it than, than you have. But uh, yeah, the blue side of Man- Manchester is always the better one. The final one, mate, and it is from your, your former teammate, Nick Newman. He wants to know what's the best club in the su- Southern Hemisphere? The best club? Yeah. Um, well, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to get entry into it, but Club Nemo on Central Coast in Berkeley Vale is, um, that's, that's a hard club to beat. Always have a good time in there. $5 entry. He knows all about it. It's good. And here I was thinking he's talking about footy teams. Yeah, Nick, Nick Newman strikes uh, me as a man who'd know his way around a nightclub. Yeah, Club Numa, it's called. It's, it's, it's up there with the best. All yeah, right. So we'll see plenty of, we'll probably see Cessna go on or after parties down there this year, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things kick back off. I dare say Cessna going to be treated to a Club Numa party for sure. <laughs> Lovely, mate. Well, thanks very much for your time, mate. Um, hopefully the last few days in isolation aren't too tough. Thanks for joining League Castle Lockdown, and uh, I'm sure we'll cross paths with you later in the year, and hopefully it's uh, with some good news of you heading back to England uh, or on to some bigger things. Yeah, cheers. Thanks very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Talk to you soon. See ya. Cheers. And that was uh, Lakes United and formerly Centurion second round, Nick Glohe. Great opportunity to see the insight into lockdown. So if you've got some players uh, at your local Newcastle or Central Coast or Newcastle and Hunter Club that you think would be great to jump on an episode of League Castle Lockdown, flick a message through to the page and we'd certainly be more than happy to get a few more of the boys on here. We'll try and get a little bit more content coming out for uh, the remainder of this Uh, time without footy that we've got ongoing with the current coronavirus situation but thanks very much again for tuning in to League Castle Lockdown and we'll catch you all shortly we go to King, King will barge over, will he get it down yes he does there's the premiership Wilson runs to the line he's got Buxton with him it's been put on the toe, it's going to be a try Joy Jobson's got the try Window get their second You're listening to League Cup, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.